Hey, it's James here, welcoming you to this presentation of the Hashtag Finance Podcast. This is just a reminder that if you like video, all of our CEO and expert interviews are featured on the Hashtag Finance playlist on CSE TV, including the show that you are about to listen to. Remember that is CSE Space TV on YouTube. And finally, this is just a friendly reminder that the views, information, or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the Canadian Securities Exchange and its employees. So happy listening, and now enjoy the show. Well, folks, it's Thursday night, and this is the second episode of Aftermarket. I'm James Black, joined by... Barrington Miller. Both of us work for a company called the Canadian Securities Exchange, and we're going to tell you just after the intro Uh how this is all possible because of cannabis. But first, DJ... Drop that beat. Do you know my name? All right, well, it's it's Thursday night. This is our second try at this Barrington. I thought the maiden voyage last week was pretty good. If anyone wants to watch that, uh, I'll put the link up below and down below. And uh, Barrington, I just want to uh, welcome you again to Aftermarket. We obviously didn't screw up too much last week because they let us do it again. So, uh, Welcome. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know what? This is probably the easiest show I've been on because it's, uh, you know, we're familiar with one another and uh, we just got to talk, which is something we like to do. Mm-hmm. We have good microphones, uh, yep. good lighting, good earphones or headphones or <laughs> earphones. Back in yeah. my day, yeah, called earphones. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's good and it's 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 a nice break from the regular same old corporate talk speak um i think yeah and and i think that was the whole point of this endeavor was to uh you know for now it's it's a limited engagement but um the the idea being that we'd have more conversations with peers in our industry our industry being finance uh specifically in canada and yeah just just getting into a bit more of the the lifestyle the culture um, behind what we do and not necessarily having an agenda-driven discussion about a company or some CEO's journey, which is all fascinating. And again, I'll link above to all that stuff. But um, yeah, I think tonight we we, we kind of, like I said, this is the first ever uh, business uh, nighttime show or uh, late night show, I should say. So uh, we're, we're trying to build the show through that lens. So right now it's me and Barrington. We're talking. Um, as you can tell, we have killer chemistry because we've been working together forever. <laughs> but, I haven't, haven't seen the guy in six months. <laughs> I know it's pretty amazing, actually. Yeah. Um. And, you know, and we'll bring on guests. And one thing I'll say about guests is that we made a few offers this week, and people were too busy. So I'm sorry that there was only 100 views on this last week. There'll be 101 this week. Okay, I promise you that. So absolutely, get get on while the ship the the spaceship is taking off. Because I'm telling you, a year from now, when you want to get on uh, aftermarket and you have to go through a booking agency. Don't tell him James and Barry didn't tell you this was going to happen. So it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Seen it. We've seen it. <laughs> so like any, and I will talk about cannabis, obviously. I I, I use that tease before the open. But um, one thing I did want to say uh, is that as a, an aspiring late night show, uh, we are going to have uh, certain tropes. We're going to try different tropes out throughout the weeks that you, the viewer, can comment on down below if you like. Or you can just call us up because we assume it's friends and family watching. Uh, and we're going to try different. <laughs> hey, mom. I actually don't even think my mom knows what I do. So that's that's fine. Uh, <laughs> but um, 
some of these tropes are classics and any late night show goes through headlines. Headlines are easy. We don't have a writer's room, unfortunately. So um, what we're going to try to do is give you uh, headlines that we saw throughout the week that we think are important, that are culture and business oriented, um, that speak to our, to our world. And so tonight um, we're going to do what I'm going to call lazy headlines. And, and Barrington, I want, I want you to try to describe what a lazy headline is. Cause, cause I think I'll go, Way too far off the deep end if I go into this. Yeah, lazy headline is, uh, you're not going to read the article. (laughs) You're going to, uh, we were talking about this off camera. Um, James rolls in to a dinner party, is expected to make some conversation. Uh, My go-to is always the weather. That's, (laughs) I'm Jamaican. Uh, My dad and I will literally talk about the weather. And after that, because we're in a more sensitive time mm. and you want to be careful of not to offend anyone's sensibilities. So you go with the, the generic headlines. I didn't say it. I'm just repeating it. It's uh, it's safe, but you never actually read the article. Let us be those guys that told you that thing that because you heard it from someone else, it's kind of true and you know more about it. Yeah. Even though you did absolutely no research or <laughs> primary discovery or any work trying to learn more about it, let us be those people for you, please. I actually, I actually know what it is. Um, for those of you who do not subscribe to the Wall Street Journal or the Globe and Mail, uh, it gives you the headline, and then it's about two or three or four lines, and then it fades. Um, that's pretty much where I stop reading. <laughs> so or I hit the paywall. <laughs> exactly I, i'm not gonna pay for this stuff i'm sorry yeah uh, i pay for too many other things I, you know um so so my my go-to is the uh when you go right swipe right to the or you open up your iphone and you get the apple news and sometimes it has like the global mail it's got cnn and then it's got tmz and people and usually the most like disgusting stories are people magazine not tmz tmz is just entertaining uh, you know, you get some slate in there, some like like not even legitimate news sources are are get, getting primary exposure. So we're going to try to give you the real news. We're not going to talk about you know Ellen DeGeneres or uh, as some people call her Ellen Degenerate. And um, so here's here's my top three this week, uh, or actually the committee came up with these top three this week. TikTok. So you might have heard of this app called TikTok. 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 That's my next app. That's my knockoff app. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so TikTok uh, is going to get banned potentially by Donald Trump unless it's purchased by uh, an American-owned and operated company like Microsoft. And I guess I don't even really know what TikTok does, even though I manage our social media. I I can't figure it out. Um, Hit me in the comments below if you want to tell me what it is and 140 characters or less. Um, but yeah, just, just tell me what TikTok is, but, uh, Barrington, do you use TikTok? I know you've got no. teenage children. Do they nope. use it? Would nope. you let them use it? Nope. nope. All knows throwing up nose all over the place. Uh, I think, um, I know they, they watch it. Um, which but I, why is it going to get banned by Donald Trump? Because what? it's a spying service. If you go into it and I'm the, you're watching this because you either clicked on it by accident or you know us. And if you know us, then you know me and I'm a conspiracy uh, theorist, anything and everything. Let me tell you uh, when they show a preview for a movie, I believe it. 
I believe that preview. I think the movie is going to be that good. So, um, yeah, huh. I was told that it's a spying, uh, spying service, spying platform, and I believe it. So, run by the rep- the, the reptilians or are they the owner operators of that? Um, I mean, look, my my five year old was playing Animal Crossing today, which I do know all about, and uh, it was asking him for his favorite color of food or something and i was going oh there they go they're data mining my five-year-old yeah i don't know if he likes oranges or apples i mean it's yeah so it doesn't end it doesn't end okay so we'll chalk that one up next time you're dinner dinner party tiktok is trying to steal your precious personal data first company to ever do it believe it or not (laughs) shame on them shame on you shame on you tiktok well good thing we have donald trump okay mulan let's move on to disney um, so kudos to Disney. Uh, they got everyone to buy Disney plus it was the biggest ramp up ever for a digital streaming service back in, uh, wherever I think late last year. Yeah. Um, so today because movie theaters are nowhere close to opening again due to obvious circumstances, uh, the live action version of Mulan, which hopefully is better than the live action version of Aladdin is, uh, going to come out on their service, but they're going to charge you $30 for this. So you, you, you don't get it now as part of disney plus and i guess where i'm going with this is next time you're at a dinner party or, or on the campground with with friends and need to sound smart and just say hey look did you know mulan's coming out and you're gonna have to pay for it and guess what it's gonna be thirty dollars thirty dollars do you pay for it that's the real question because <sighs> at the end of the day it doesn't matter they could charge 50 they could charge 20 do you in your household pay for 30 dollar streaming mulan Okay, and because this is a business-oriented late-night television show or internet broadcast, uh, people start doing that bit, uh, the popcorn math. They go, well, okay, uh, I was going to go to the theater. It's going to cost me gas, maybe a babysitter, um, like $50 in popcorn and soda. Like, obviously, it's $30. Like, uh, it's a new release. I'm going to pay that. And I go, no, nah, man. Guess what? Because like a lot of people, I haven't had time to watch Jack all uh, during COVID because I've been cooking and cleaning and looking after my kids, working believe it or not. And, um, <laughs> just trying to like survive. So, um, no Mulan, you're not going to get my 30 bucks, Disney. I'm sorry. There's like a hundred other things on your platform that I still need to watch. Um, but if you want to sound smart, the reason that they're doing it is because they want people to not drift in and out of their service. So, you know, it's not like every month Mandalorian comes out, right? That got me, that got me hard, man. Mandalorian. Yep. That was the biggest worm <laughs> and it hooked. It hooked nicely. It gave everybody who was like me, who loves Star Wars, who love Westerns, Mm -hmm. uh, and it it gave it all. Great acting, great music. Just, yeah. I mean, (laughs) Baby Yoda, hello. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, come on, Baby Yoda. Uh, So special... Special kudos to them for that. But yes, they're trying to avoid the drift in, drift out, um, you know, people going in and out of the service and not paying the seven bucks. Because if you cancel while you have Mulan and pay the 30 bucks, you don't get Mulan. It's kind of stupid. But right. there you go. Next dinner party, you can use that, even though dinner parties don't exist anymore. Um, and here's one. This is for all the people that really want to sound smart. This is Tesla's planned five-way split of their stock. Okay. Um, so they're going to take all their stock and then they're going to split it five ways so that if you own one share, you get five shares. And there's a lot of reasons company do this. We won't bore you with it, but 
it's oftentimes meant to have cheaper stocks so more people can buy it and potentially drive up the price again. So right now I haven't looked at the price of Tesla. I will put it up on the screen here if if I if I can get my editor to do it. Um I haven't bought the stock, but I'm assuming today it's a hundred bucks. Uh, I'm sure it's a lot more. Barrington yeah, times ten. Uh, times ten. Are you going to buy more Tesla stock or any Tesla stock because it's cheaper? Uh, no. No, I am not. Uh, simply because my money is being spent elsewhere on two teenagers. Um, I'm not. not going to buy Tesla. I'll, I'll buy other stock, but uh, not Tesla. And I think it's a great company, and I love uh, Elon and all that he's doing in the innovation. Not him, not just him, him and his team, but uh, no. I'm a big fan of buying stuff that you can use or buy. I can't afford a Tesla, um, nor do I want to set up a charging station in my garage. There's like hockey nets and bikes and stuff. It's just not going to work. So I'm out on Tesla stock, but I believe in them too. Next time you're at a dinner party, just say, hey, did you hear about that five-way split of Tesla stock? I'm thinking of buying some because now it's more affordable. Or maybe you should buy some. Not a stock tip, but I just heard from these guys on this. (laughs) I was clicking through and I accidentally stumbled upon them and. Uh, I saw a guy drinking apple juice. Exactly. Okay. So that's lazy headlines, folks. I hope that helped you uh, be more socially adept and sound more intelligent. And if not, just tell us in the comments below. And by the way, while you're looking below, there's a little thumbs up button. We need you to hit that. I really need you to hit that. I like, I'm, I'm this, this, the future of the show is all about you. <laughs> it button. actually is hanging by a thumb. I will not uh, lie. The only person who really provided a legitimate YouTube comment on the last episode was our boss. So, <laughs> which was hilarious because his YouTube name is literally his full name. <laughs> Richard Carlton. Thanks, he's Richard. Not, he's not ashamed to be Richard Carlton. Okay. Um, moving on. So that was, that was lazy headlines. Now we're going to do boring headlines. So part of the reason we created this program was... Uh, again, to kind of break free a little bit of the uh, tropes, um, the the mundaneness sometimes that creeps into business media, especially in Canada. Sorry, Canada, but our business media landscape sucks. Okay, I'm just gonna say it right now. I, I'm I'm jumping in. I'm yep. Jumping in. Uh, we want it to suck. We want it to be boring because we don't need the excitement and the drama which surround us, which are elsewhere. Canada, please stay boring. <laughs> but i think there's a limit to boring uh uh mundaneness i think uh we we can do a better job of of uh sugarcoating things so boring headlines the point of this segment is to give people some insight into what we notice and oh god <laughs> and barrington did his homework on this one so you're going to hit me with some boring headlines and maybe we're going to try to uh spice them up a little bit or well, figure, yeah well this one wasn't boring it was just sad and you know we had this we had this assignment and i kind of strayed from it i'm like is this boring but disney ends the historic 20th century fox brand and i was sad Mm -hmm. sad that that got me um because it had the letters what's that can you say that again yeah disney ends the historic 20th century fox brand um, that one? Yeah, it's going to be called 20th Century or 20th Television, I think. Mm. The Mouse of House is uh, is alive and well. But uh, yeah, it's like, I don't know, 85 years old, 
something like that. And it's part of the, it's part of the thing. And that, that made me sad. That made me sad. I'm, I'm nostalgic. Yeah. I mean, they bought part of Fox's Rupert Murdoch uh, split off Fox news and Fox, everything else, basically. Jeez, I think it was last year. And so the only reason I know this is because that now means that the people who make the legit Marvel movies can now make the X-Men movies. And if you've seen an X-Men movie the last, I don't know, three or four years, they've been pretty bad. I've seen all and of them. Yeah, the, la- the last one, the Phoenix one, was particularly terrible. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> it took a while. It took, well, you know what? It took, a, it took a long time to get up for that. And we did, and we, we watched it. And No, I fell asleep. I usually fall asleep if, I've, if I feel like my brain already understands the plot. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, here's <laughs> – it triggers something inside of me. Um, Believe it or not, the last movie I didn't fall asleep during was Marriage Story on Netflix. Nope. I watched it on uh, nope. February 14th. <laughs> nope, nope. All right. Nope. Sorry. I got a boring right. headline. Yeah. I got a boring right. headline. CMHC had planned. Oh, sorry. Let's let's restart that one. CMHC had plant pleads with Canadian banks to avoid risky mortgages. This was headlining on a particularly popular Canadian business website. Uh, you guys want to hear that one more time? CMHC head pleads with Canadian banks to avoid risky mortgages. Wow. I That's visually, I visually see today. somebody pleading on their hands and knees. <laughs> don't, would, don't do it. Don't do the risky mortgage. You just hit the nail on the head, Barrington. They're using language they can't back up. So yeah. they're saying they're using this very strong term plead, like please do something. But it's then you see that there's a video of a guy. He's wearing like a suit and tie, and he's in his house. And we're, we should talk about uh, um, fashion in a minute. COVID dress code, yeah, which I break constantly now. But he looks kind of sad. Like there's a still shot. I'll try to pull it up. And he's in a nice house. But I mean, like, is he really pleading, or is he just kind of asking, like, "Hey, can you just you guys mind? Not would you mind? Hey, big giant monolithic, um, ugly, bank consortium can you maybe just lean on <laughs> just chill a little bit just a little that. just, a just little. avoid the risky mortgages we don't have like a, a mortgage crisis um <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i found a headline yes. that made me i i just laughed uh the kentucky derby will allow spectators in the stands but the capacity is capped at 14 <laughs> percent not not fifteen percent, not thirteen percent. Uh, not gonna lie, I just don't know how they got exactly to fourteen. Was well, it a round number? <laughs> like what would have been better? What would be the? Uh, it, it's capped at fourteen to one odds. That I get. Oh, you've been sitting on that one. <laughs> I know. As soon as I saw it, I. Um, but how yeah. many horses are in the race? 14? 14 that would be killer i did come across a lot of trump headlines but i thought it would just be too easy he's banned um, trump calls for a democratic demand calls democratic demands ridiculous as blame traded uh over virus aid stalemate i just feel that he literally says anything he says whatever yeah, really? he's got his own special category. I don't think we have time today to no, no, we don't a segment just, off of his headlines, but he he gives zero Fs all over the place. And uh 
an astounding amount of zero Fs given. Um, the yeah. I'll just go back to Kentucky Derby. So the <laughs> the NFL, oh. uh, the NFL released like a list of each team's plans for attendance. Many of which were like, yeah, we don't really know yet. This is a league that's supposed to start in like four weeks. And then, so last week we talked about sports. The uh, there were some were like, it was a Baltimore. Like, yeah, we're only going to allow eighteen thousand fans. That's like twelve percent of our capacity. And I'm getting the numbers a little off, but it was some egregiously huge number. Like, like a hockey stadium fits as many people as they they were like hedging by saying uh, it's like eighteen thousand. We're really and we're not going to let season ticket holders have tickets. It's going to be first come, first serve. And it's going like, are you kidding me? 18,000 people? Like, oh. <laughs> at that point, what's the difference between 90? Like, I mean, why, why, why do it? Why bother? I don't, they're not, I, they're not understanding it, right? They're not oh my it. gosh. I don't, I don't get the United States. I really, with some things, I love them. Country love America. People. We love America. Oh, love them. But, yeah. I, I don't get it. And, you know, I'm playing off of the football story, um, college football. Uh, mm. There's schools that are going to be in trouble without college football, which which is, a, which is a problem if your athletic program uh, can't really hold for a, a season, perhaps. Mm-hmm. The actual school, the academic, the academia is what suffers. I don't get it. I think we've gone a little too far. We've come, come a little too Oh, man, far. I have to go to school. <laughs> yeah, and I... And I have to actually do my own school. Trust like it's me, gonna, it's college sports food. is right up there for, uh, you know, food. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's a problem when, when the school itself is going to suffer and is, is really, really concerned because, um, because of sports. Yeah, they're concerned for the kids that actually for need to participate in the primary um, reason for their existence, which is going yeah. to class. It's a yeah. it's scary times, folks. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Well, that was lazy. Uh, sorry, that was uh, <laughs> that was boring headlines, which actually turned into pretty exciting headlines, if you ask me. Um, so I just want to move on. So this would be the time in the show where we'd introduce a guest. We'd be like, "Hey, how you doing?" What's about? Uh, as I mentioned earlier. Um, the call is out. Like if you want to be the first guest on this and you consider yourself a peer of myself and Barrington Miller, just pick up the phone. Actually don't text me. Uh, do text me, I should say, or Barrington hit us up and uh, step into the ring. Come, come on the 30 Thursday night. We're just, we're just at home and I'm in my basement. I got nothing else to do. I'm, uh, you know, I'm in studio B in front of the closet upstairs. That's right. Studio B. That's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or as I like to call it, the B suite. I'm going to tell you, we're using all our material. Plan B. Plan B. Um, so let's go back. So today in our professional uh, capacity, Barrington, actually you were a moderator of a, uh, a fairly well attended, I should say, uh, virtual industry update. So these are events that we participate corporately through Canadian Securities Exchange and uh, other corporate friends like MMP, Airden Burles, which is a law firm. Uh, and you were talking about cannabis, and it was a really great time in the in the mid, you know, middle of August to sort of just take a breath and recap this industry, which is, as I said, if it wasn't for cannabis, we wouldn't have we wouldn't be sitting here uh, with the luxury of time and capabilities and equipment, everything to to, to produce a show like this. So, thank you, cannabis. 
Thank you so much. Yeah, um, Barrington, like, tell me what you did today and just, just give me like, let's, let's dive into a little bit, but like, what is the word cannabis meant to you from a business standpoint these last few years? What, what how do we even wrap that into a tidy little package? Um, that, well, you, you can't, it, no. it's, it's timing and planning meet opportunity, uh, meet being at the right place meets having the right management meets just being who we are, um, as a stock exchange and what we, what we represent. So, uh, we're doing a four part series called uh, virtual investor update. And this was the fourth installment. It, where is, where's the cannabis market? People were sort of down on it. Um, they were trashing it. Valuations were really, really high when it came out Then it came off and then it went up and then us decisions were made and things were set and it went down again. And, um, it was acting like a real industry, uh, from start. And we were privileged enough to see the infancy of it, um, business wise and corporate wise. So, uh, we took the liberty of having a discussion of where it is. And like you said, uh, we had expert guests from Aaron and Burles with Sherry Altschuler and Richard Kimmel, uh, from MMP with uh, David Danziger, um, Mr. James Parker, formerly of MedMen, CFO, mm-hmm. and I think, oh, uh, Richard Carlton <laughs> from the Canadian Securities Exchange. I'm like, I'm missing somebody really, really important. Um, that's my plug for Richard. And I got to host it. So we covered a variety of topics. Um, the last one, I'm jumping right to the end, was uh, yeah. cannabis hot topics. Uh, we talked about banking. We talked about legalization and interstate uh, interstate commerce and interstate travel. And James Parker was actually the one who said that is that will have the most profound impact on the industry ever. Yeah, is interstate commerce. It's not banking. It's not legalization. Banking's a red herring. They have bank accounts. Um legalization not sure because people right now are built for uh in-state only and separate state uh infrastructure so they're operating um you find the silver lining and covid was one of them for all the negative and you know obvious bad things it was uh the industry itself was deemed an essential service and that is something i had a conversation with a gentleman named Kenny Mack from Restore the Harm. Um, look it up. They're doing some really, really great things uh, on the social equity piece. But, uh, yeah, it was it was good. It was good. It was a good conversation. Um, yeah, where are we? <laughs> what does cannabis mean to me? From a stock exchange, it shone a light. Shoned? Shoned? Put a light on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, like never before and i'm going to give credit to the management and credit to the employees and uh particular credit to our trading system and our trading engine which gets no attention because nobody cares uh the volume spikes that we saw we handled with ease and when people realized hey this exchange can take it and we can keep going and we can keep trading and more and more and more and companies could facilitate their business and get access to capital markets and they could grow and it could become 
more legitimate from the, I guess, the illicit market more into into the legal market. So it means it means we kind of grew up. Um, yeah, no, it's still yeah. growing, but that's what it. You know, that's a long winded sort of answer as to what today was, <laughs> what cannabis was yesterday, yeah, and, uh, where it will be going. So I was just thinking about not so long ago, we would have these phone calls internally and go, can we go to these conferences in the U.S.? Because there was starting to pinch people um, that were operating in Canada and going to the U.S. to participate in, um, you know, cannabis cannabis businesses like uh, Nevada and and whatnot. And um, there were a few people in Vancouver got pinched and then... um, People started getting nervous, going, oh, I'm going to lose your five-year, you're going to ban for five years to go in the U.S. And just kind of hilarious now that. <laughs> it's like, okay. Okay. Yeah, sorry. You never you never think that this is where your career is going to go. And, and you never thought this is an industry that was going to be like a benchmark of, you know, at this point, <laughs> five or six years of what we're doing, but. Uh, I must say it's been pretty cool. It's been it's been great to meet a lot of these people along the way in the journey, and uh, looking forward to seeing what happens. I mean, right now, I, I, the way I see it is the the, Mer- the the Canadian companies are kind of just all struggling because they were basically building farms, right? And not a great business. Uh, it's it's very much uh, you know a thin margin, high volume business. Uh, Canada, believe it or not, isn't the great the greatest place in the world to grow uh, cannabis <laughs> um, at scale. You have to build these big greenhouses for it to meet any sort of standard uh, that the government and the uh, actually the end purchasers are going to be comfortable with. And right. I think a lot of people lost sight of that, you know, really early on, which was, you know, well, we're going to fill all this market demand. And it's like, well, yeah, no, you, a lot of people are already getting what they want at a very high quality through illicit ways, but geez, you know, when's the last time anyone in Canada got arrested or put in a jail for a long sentence because they bought street drugs? You know what I mean? Cannabis. Um, street. Cannabis, yeah. yeah. Just to be clear, don't yes. go buy heroin until you <laughs> have James say, oh, you're not going to Don't get. buy anything. <laughs> don't buy anything off. illicit market. No, I'm not advocating for that. But point being is that you know, everyone was trying to come up with these premium style brands and everything. And, and at the end of the day, I mean, if you've already got a habit and it's being supplied in a very comfortable way, oftentimes just by picking up the phone and making a quick call, not that I know that, um, you know, how, how are you going to outperform that? How are you going to outperform on costs? People treat this illicit market like, and everyone had this this concept. I, I guess what I'm reaching for is Everyone just thought because they were doing the altruistic thing and going, we're going to tax it and we're going to put it in stores and it's going to put it in nice packages. They thought they were going to change people's habits. And businesses all the time take for granted how ingrained and habitual people are. And you see this a lot of ways. And, um, and cannabis really blew it when they when they decided the industry in Canada and, and the way that they deployed things and thought and capital everything. They didn't put the customer habit first and they didn't realize, like we talked last week on curbside pickup, every time you put a barrier up to getting a quality product with convenience that you trust, um, it's just preventing people from going into any sort of store or anything that's run by government that gets taxed. And that's where they've screwed up. 
we don't want to go, I don't want to go on the specific little things, but last week we talked about curbside pickup. That's an easy one. Um, just one more way where people are not going to be able to have a good user experience, um, through the purchase cycle. So they're gonna say, screw it. I'm still going to get it the way I've always got it. And, uh, so there you go. The industry kind of in Canada got what it deserved. And then the U S obviously the, as you mentioned, the regulations have totally gotten in the way. Um, so until people can move stuff inter interstate, as you mentioned, um, a lot of people will have these sort of state dominant positions, but they're not going to have what ultimately is going to be exciting for investors, which is total, you know, dominance of a region or even the country. And that's who knows when that's going to happen. So do you have any predictions on that? Uh, no, no, because, Good. you're smart. Yeah. Like it's not going to be during this election. It's not going to be, Next year, it's not going to be the year after. It's it's not. I actually think, and this is my own personal opinion, I think the illicit market is kind of needed. And it's not needed in a way to access um, access cannabis. It's, it's a checks and balances. And the one state that really, really does it, uh, one of the states is, is California. Mm. that's how that's one of the ways they determined how much tax to put on it's like all right we're gonna throw whatever 15 percent, and i could be totally making this up but 50 percent, they're like nope <laughs> we're out mm. okay 11 percent. nope we're out 10 percent. Uh, you know what we can live with that <laughs> and that's it same quality higher uh I guess, uh, higher standards of testing, those types of things. And again, it was being compared to, you need something to compare it to. And you need something to keep it in check. Like, how do you know, how does the government know what to charge for a gram or what to charge for an ounce? Yeah, how you start are they, that baseline price? Yeah, are they going around to people saying, how much would you, are you willing to pay? Uh, I'm willing to pay 40 cents. <laughs> no you're gonna see what's out there and then use that as your gauge you're gonna the price is always going to be fluctuating because it's a commodity well that's my no and that's my point is that you have to if you're the government and you want to sell weed you have to drastically outperform the black market on price not be more expensive (laughs) you're trying to break people's habits what's going to drive someone to you as a provider a much better price or and secondly, and, and convenience. Let me pick up the phone or go on the internet, buy it for cheaper. And I don't really care what the package looks like, to be honest. Just tell me what it does. And I'm good. Yeah. But they haven't done that. And I'm going to take a really large province like Ontario. And I'm only going to open up a few dispensaries. And I am not going to squeeze out the illicit market by saturating it. I am going to remove, I'm going to add more barriers to force people who really don't feel comfortable or able to go into dispensaries or order online from a dispensary, and they have to order through this one organization. I, uh, it's not going to be that show. We're not going to be that show. I'm not going <laughs> down that rabbit hole. You're not going to get me. Not this week. No, no, no. There's, there's a lot of people that are frustrating. 
gasoline on the dumpster fire of uh, the Canadian cannabis industry right now. But um, yeah, it's it's like we support the industry. We 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 want it to to be successful, but it's going through some growing pains. And obviously, we we um, we grow with it. So hopefully, we can all work together to to build a better future. Um, and I'm going to talk about convenience for a second. So I'm going to transition a little bit into some what I hope to be another regular segment, which is <laughs> personal topics. Um, so <laughs> these are just things that happen in our regular, regular life, irregular lives. Um, so, you know, we talk about convenience this week, uh, maybe it was the week before, whatever here in Toronto and I'm in Newmarket, which is North, um, Costco is, has got a deal now with Instacart where you can order Costco, to, uh, groceries delivered straight to your door. Now, okay, whatever. A lot of people, you know, like Amazon and stuff are getting that game. Um, we just got this. So if you're watching America, you've probably had it for a while because you get everything first. Um, but it's not, it's not only that you just get it like a day or two later. I was, I did, I did two orders this week, Barrington. Huh. Guess how soon I got my order. Just uh, guess. Was it, please don't tell me it was same day. Please don't tell me it was same day. Dude, like <sighs> within two hours. Oh, that's a game. That's a game changer. <laughs> no, Within two no, hours, no. legit. You order at the start of the day, you'll get it at nine. You order at nine, you get it by eleven, hundred percent. And and there weren't like they huge orders. They can't keep that up. No way. No way. Well, that's what I was thinking. So so I looked at. I analyzed a little bit. So again, business. This is a business show. Um, the uh, the prices are up a little bit. Okay, so if you go to the warehouse, so once you drive there. Once you fight for parking, once you get, you know, through all the COVID protocol, what's your time worth, right? So I always put a price on my time. And uh, and so anyways, there's that. So I would say they they put the prices up somewhere between 10 to 20% per, per product, but not some more than others. Like there'd be weird things like I didn't order a bag of popcorn because they jacked up the price. But then something like a box of made good bars, which my kids devour was almost the same price as the store, it seems. So, and then when you compare it to grocery, regular down the street grocery, then you get that economy of scale, like a box of 24 bars versus a box of six. It's only three times the cost of the, you know what I mean? Like yep. you're starting to get like 10 to, to eight bars for free, if you think in those terms. So it totally outperforms local grocery, which outside click and collect, I don't really want to do unless it's super, you know, organic fresh or local right so all i gotta say is costco delivery is a game changer it's a cheat code it's contra up up down down left left right select select start or whatever the hell that's it's it's unlocking efficiency and life hacking i think in a way that i've never experienced with grocery just be warned pretty limited product selection but uh who cares cares? cares? it's food at your door in two hours two hours with kids? Oh, 10%? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm hearing a bunch of yeses all across the place. I've just, yeah. And for the millions of watchers, I've just ruined my advantage because obviously it's going to not ramp well. But uh, I think it's like Uber or whatever. They get these guys that, that go and pick the order and uh, probably at the, the local Costco. And then someone gets, you know, it's like, uh, you know, any of those food delivery apps, right? It's just for groceries. So, yeah, tip them a little bit. But you know, we're all in this together. Help a guy out or a lady out and uh, go get your two hour groceries. Don't be a chump and go to the store. So uh, I was a chump. Your local grocer, by the way, I'm, I'm totally serious. Just 
go get some stuff in there too, like your meat, why not? But uh, I'm gonna <laughs> sort of tie it in. I sure. did go to Costco because I was a local chump and I didn't realize whatever. <laughs> and I purchased oxtail from Costco. Oh wow! Uh, it was vacuum sealed, vacuum packaged. Uh, the pieces were like my fist. I think it was like around twenty bucks, twenty two. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give this. I, I know Costco buyers. Mm-hmm. I know them. They're really good. Like their fish is pretty much sushi grade and they just can't call it sushi grade. They're not allowed to, uh-huh. but I'm sure, I'm sure it was served at sushi somewhere in the GTA. Cause that's good without any problems. Uh, again, just probably making rumors, but, uh, I cooked it. I cooked the oxtail. I slow cooked it last night. Eight and a half hours on low, seasoned it, and uh, yeah, it's gold. Costco. <laughs> I can buy oxtail for you and make Fair. it. Can you explain to me when I go to my local Costco at the end of the freezer <laughs> aisle, after all like the pita pockets and pizza pops and yogurt, it's just a, like hanging carcass of a lamb. <laughs> like everything is like, like something you can put in your freezer. It's massive. I love it. I love <laughs> what it. What is it? Who buys that? It's like go bigger. Oh, there's there are people who do, um, and I love watching the people who do because uh, they know what they're doing. <laughs> they they know what they're looking for, and I wish I just wish I had. I just wish I had the balls to like follow them and ask, "Can I come to the party?" Or what are you doing? Is it or, like are you putting? Can I come ground? to the picnic, or I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to cook it, but. I just know it's going to be delectable. Um, How long are they in there for? I just don't get it. Like, it seems like they're turning this over. Like, yeah, it's this isn't a Costco knows, man. Costco knows. (laughs) Yeah, there's some weird stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Not weird, just different. Just different. Sorry, we don't need to judge. I no, we can't. We can't judge. We can't. We can't judge. All right. Well, and maybe I'll end on that note because um, I wanted to, I wanted to talk a bit about vacations. <laughs> let's talk. Let's. All right. Let's have let's a roll. Let it roll a bit. All right. All I right. Get more comfortable. Yeah. Turn. What is a vacation in 2020? I went away this weekend. I went to a friend's cottage. It was nice. Um, but I feel like you're trying to pack too much in the two days. You're just you know everything, right? Um, what I just want to know, like, what's your what's your whole philosophy going to be on? vacation this year are you gonna take it where are you gonna go like how, how do we even um, conceptualize that right now um everything that i've been reading about has said and suggested that you take vacation it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if there's a pandemic and you can't literally travel or get on a plane or whatever um take the vacation have that separation it's not more it's more about having that distance you want to talk about the work-life balance mm-hmm. as we sit, you know, in your basement or in front of my closet. Um, you you need to. So vacation for us, and I'm really thinking about the end of the month, mm-hmm. personally, is shutting it down. And the people that I've talked to who have taken it, uh, people at the CSE, people that work at other companies, uh, some do what you did. They'll take a, a day trip, a day or two. Some will go nowhere. And they will not check their emails. They'll just do stuff that they wanted to do that isn't work-related. They have that break. They have that separation. It's not about travel. Like for me and for a lot of people, it's not about traveling. It's about 
getting that separation back between work and non-work life. Good point. And I think if you're, if you are a boss or just a very busy colleague or just someone who likes to keep in touch with people you work with and they're on vacation, public service announcement, don't bug them. Don't send them stuff. Don't give them a, a call unless you're like friends. Um, just leave them alone because <laughs> I yeah. think it's important to, to give that space and respect it. And then, you know, when they're back, they'll be back. Um, but just, just chill out. And, you know, we're, 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 like I said, we're all in this together. So that's, that's a great point, Barrington. I think it's a positive note to leave on. We are positive dudes. We want to make this a positive program. Um, so if you're going on vacation, just tell us, we won't bug you. You can watch all these episodes. You can catch up. Um, you can come on Thursday nights. I will say that a special announcement. Uh, we just recently on CSC TV where this is hosted, reached the thousand subscriber mark. Okay. What that will eventually mean. Yeah. That's right, folks. We're like half a billion away from PewDiePie. So what we need, <laughs> what we need to do is uh, get you to subscribe please. Cause I want you to come back and join us for the next episode. We want you to be involved. Uh, we want you to like this. If you liked it, if you didn't like it, just give us a thumbs down, but either way, up or down, hook it up, uh, comment below, let us know, you know, what your thoughts are. I think we tried a, a few different things this episode. Um, but yeah, just, just come back and, and participate, have fun with us. Uh, and eventually, like I said, with thousand people, uh, we can get to monetization, not to make money, but we can actually start doing this live and, uh, it'd be really fun to do this show live with all our friends watching, maybe do some live questions and, uh, bring in some guests and, and, and make this a little more interactive. But until then, it's just two dudes in their basement and bedroom <laughs> talking in front of a camera. That's uh, it. Got full some disclosure, I can't even see Barrington. I'm literally looking at myself through a monitor. It's awesome. <laughs> but, uh, these are the things that we're trying and, uh, we, we appreciate you listening. If you made it this far, um, just, just uh, hit me up and, you know, let me know what you thought. So yeah. don't be afraid to make suggestions too. If there's stuff you want us to talk about, stuff you want us to explore, movies you want us to review, not Mulan because we're not paying 30 bucks. Sorry, Disney. Nope. You broke our hearts by by killing the Fox intro. Now you're giving us uh, $30. <laughs> it seems like they're losing their touch a little bit. Okay. Well, on that, <laughs> again... <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh we'll keep looking at the headlines uh next week hopefully we have some more boring and lazy headlines for you so you sound smart at your next let's say camping trip because there's no more dinner parties and uh yeah this is james black i'm jb i'm signing off barrington signing off as well thank you for joining All right. have a safe night have a great night and we'll see you on the next aftermarket cheers cheers Hey, it's james here reminding you that if you just enjoyed this episode of hashtag finance there's a lot more Make sure you subscribe to this show available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Shows come out at least twice a week, so please do not miss out. Also, if you're on Instagram, please don't forget to follow us at Canadian Exchange. That's all one word, Canadian Exchange. We're hosting live daily content with great guests discussing the capital markets, entrepreneurship, investing, and much more. And finally, if you like video, please subscribe to CSE Space TV. That's CSE Space TV on YouTube. You can find more great stuff, including exclusive series content like Cannabis Month 2020 and our new series, Investing in Psychedelics. As always, thank you for listening.